Play the fucking intro. It's Dustin. I'm Chris. And this is SLC Punkcast. Punkcast. Yeah. This is episode 666. <laughs> this is SLC Punkcast. We are a punk rock review and interview show, reviewing and critiquing all genres and subgenres of punk music. And boy, do we got a show for you today. Dustin. Indeed, we do. Joining us today on the show, Dustin. The dudes. From Splinter. From Splinter. From California. Looking forward to that. Dustin, we've got so much going on. This is SLC Punkcast. You found us. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Player FM, anywhere that podcasts can be found. And of course on www.slcpunkcast.com. You can find me on social media. I'm SLC Punk Chris. Yeah, you are. And you can find Dustin on social media too. He's running all our stuff. At SLC Punkcast on Instagram and Twitter and on Twitter actually is at yeah. another punk SLC. It's Facebook oh, and there Instagram. It there it is. Dustin, all sorts of new stuff coming out. We're trying right now to compile our list. Here we are on the precipice of October, trying to compile our list for the best of 20. Three quarters of the way. 2018. and So much good it's stuff. It's so fucking hard to do, and there's still more coming out. Coming out recently, Death Lottery EP2. It's fully P. It's now released. Uh, September 11th, Modern Life is War, the Tribulation Work Songs Volume 2, that EP came out September 14th. Millie Mandris and the Shut Up with the Shut Up EP on September 21st. White Dog Suicides, Broken Hearts and Broken Bones came out September 21st. Nightbirds with Roll Credits, Tio Rico with Newspeak, and Sir Reg with the Underdogs all on September 21st. Colin Dead with an EP on the 22nd. The Midwife. Hit the, the midlife, not the midwife. What am I looking at? The midlife. I almost said it again. I think it's. I don't think it's what I read. I just fucking can't say it right. The midlife hit the deck. September twenty. Dustin, I'm gonna be going through a midlife crisis here in the next uh, three to four years. All right, good for you. Fucking gonna hit that shit hard by a boat. Hit the switch with Entropic on September twenty fifth. Zombie ee, with two eyes coming out swinging September twenty fifth. The Pagans of Northumberland. What a fucking cool name. That's a single. This came it's a really on. good single. Just came out yesterday. It's a really good single. Just came out yesterday. Yeah, they should have an album out, hopefully by the end of the year. Figure 8 with I Don't Mind, a single on to the 26th. Uh, Vis Vrie. We never, I've, Vis Vrie. Vis Vrie? I think so. You're a fucking French speaker. You're a francophone. The Wolves Tape, September 28th. Anti-Flag with American Reckoning and Dustin. American Reckoning is going to be what kind of album? An acoustic album, it appears. It's going to be an acoustic, so nothing new, though, it looks like on it, right? Well, that, new as in as it's uh, an acoustic, it appears. But, like, no, like, new tracks. It didn't look like it, no. All right. September 28th and Terror, they're going to have some total retaliation on September 28th. Yes. Also on September 28th, The Living End with Wunderbar. No, no. Wunderbar. If we were in Germany, they're from Australia. Who cares? It's supposed to say Wunderbar. All right, Wunderbar. <laughs> Dirtbox Disco with Hooray Hooray, September 28th. I believe that might be some sort of a compilation. Okay. Spitfires with Something Worth Fighting For, single, September 28th. September 28th also has, has December Falls with Ride and mm-hmm. One Voice, Tradition, Not Trend. Mm. Looking forward to that one. And then on September 30th, Le Frappe. 
which is like the strikes. Okay. They're from I thought Sweden. it was a reference to something at McDonald's. Nope. They're, they're from Sweden slash France. Okay. They reached out, and uh, we're going to be playing it on an episode in two weeks, stuff from this album. Well, why don't you read the rest of that there? Encore mieux que l'année dernière. Something like that. Mm. And that's on September 30th. Sonic Ammunition's got a Vampires EP coming out on October 1st. Two-minute minor with a charity uh, album coming out. Uh, Up the Pups for adoption. Right. Instead of Up the Punks there, a little play on uh, the old Casualty song, right? Yeah. And so check that one out. That's coming out on October 1st. Complete is the band. On the Edge, name of the album, on October 3rd. Savage Beat is coming out with a split with Concrete Elite. On October 4th, and if I'm not mistaken, they might be doing a full length before the end of the year as well. Vanilla Pod with Goodbye My Love on October 5th. Nasty Rumors, Straight to Your Heart on October 5th. Bitter Grounds, Two Sides of Hope, October 5th. Flea Market and the Box Jellies with Flea Box. Mm. See how they combine the two? I got it. October 5th. Eye Against Eye, Small Waves is the name of the album. October 5th. And one more on October 5th. Jenny Wu. With Tear Down Walls. Ginny Woo's got like four Facebook accounts because they keep filling up with fans. Wow. And I don't know what's going on. And it just opens a new one. Weird. Well, there's two more we're going to talk about. The Lads with Counterculture on October 8th. And Dirty Work is coming out with In the West End October 10th. And for October 12th, when that comes next week, when we talk about it, there's a whole bunch on there. So we're going to drop a few off the beginning of this list of Add a right. whole bunch more. Let us know what we missed because we probably missed something. There's so much going on, it we, seems, in the our fall. Our list keeps getting bigger and bigger, yet I'm still finding more and more oh, stuff yeah. that is coming out after we've already talked about those dates. Dustin, uh, looking forward to that interview here later in the episode. New song. Let's do some new songs. Chris, what'd you pick? War on Women with Lone Wolves. I have no idea how I found this. I don't either. We played them from this album, Capture the Flag, earlier in the year. I think it was when we did the episode with all either women oh, lead singers or all. Punk. Yeah, I believe yes. we played something off of uh, yeah. War on Women there. Came out uh, April this year. They're from Baltimore on Bridge Nine Records. They're a co-ed feminist hardcore punk band. Yes, they are. Hashtag me too, Dustin. You know, in light of all the things going on, we need more of this, I think. I agree fucking Supreme Court justices. <laughs> Potential future. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that your president's like, you know, I can change my mind about this. Dude, what a fucking scumbag. Alright. More on women. Lone Wolves. Track one. Track one. Oh, track one. Typical Chris. Woo!
That breakdown right there was so fucking epic, dude. Brought it up, then dropped us off an edge, and now it's kind of bluesy the rest of the way. Fucking how cool is that, man? Some great fucking sonic shit going on there, man. I really enjoy that. Is that why you picked it? Is because it's great sonic shit? Great sonic shit right there, right? Man, that was fucking cool, man. Great song. Uh, let's see here. You can find... I think it... Didn't I see them? Where are they going to be? Here, hold on. I'm fucking... I got this shit. Tour dates. I'm going to on that shit. Florida. Fucking hit it hard. They're on tour right now. Check them out. Chris, this is 21 Gun Salute. Florida. They're from Los Angeles. Splinter's from SoCal, so I picked a bunch of SoCal bands to play today. Okay. I don't think there's a lot of oi bands in Los Angeles, at least not that I'm aware of. Are you? Ah, yeah, that's a good... uh... You know what? I bet if we asked them, they'd be like, there's fucking thousands of them. They <laughs> probably would I mean? say that, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. But 21 Gun Salute is, so I figured they need to be on the podcast. All right. This is called Violence of Action. Writing, writing new music right now, by the way. Nice. And they're going to be December 22nd, 2018, Dustin. They're going to be shared a stage with Beast Murray. Nice. That'll be Soldier cool, Soldier 76 and Doug and the Slugs. Hell yeah, and, it's a good and show. Original Los Angeles Oi band from 1983, Doug and the Slugs. Yeah. Generator, Doug from uh, the Generator. Right. So you were just saying, I can't think of many. So there. Oh, there you go. Do, I, I was, get what you're saying. Yes. I was trying to help. I, I, I went over my head. I missed that. You're okay. They're going to be at the Lexington Bar, December 22nd. Well, this in is. LA. Violence in Action off of the album Violence in Action, Chris. Self-titled, title track. Soldier 76 from Fresno. That's not really something. No, that's that's that. This is track number 10 now. This came out January 24th of this year. Oi. We've talked about it before <laughs> that uh, a lot of oi bands really are good with their instruments, right? I mean, that guitar Great solo stuff, was man. solid and it just has such a good sound. I like it. 
Uh, Violence in Action, as Chris said, they're working on new material. Go check out that show. Sounds like a great lineup in December if you're down in SoCal. There you go. Yeah. All right, Chris. You got an older, lesser known. Yeah, man. Who is it? And why'd you pick him? Doing, going through. I've been going through Oi stuff, right? Yes. Like, like, that's what you said. I heard this track, and I don't know if I'm entirely sold. So I thought maybe you were going a different route. Is this like beginnings of Oi, or why'd you pick yeah. The, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, they wrote, Yul Brenner was a skinhead. <laughs> James Bond lives down on the street. They're a fun band, dude. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're an English punk band, late 70s. And you know what? I've, I've read some stuff that had them as kind of being like a uh, uh, an influencer. Yes? I can and, see that. Uh, I can hear that, I should say. Right. And so they're a fun band. And yes, everything everything with them is it's comical and it's fun. On tour right now in Spain and then it's in, we're heading out to Switzerland. Um, but yeah, man, just a, a good fun band, kind of one of those early influencers. That's that's why Dustin just kind of trying to compile like some good lists. Right? What what's what are good oi influencers and. Uh, you know, just kind of reading a lot of articles and different things in different places, and they just kept popping up, you know? I, I, see, I get that from, from hearing these it's guys. It's musically, not lyrically, yes? Right, right. right. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's the idea. Right here, man. Look at that shit. What do you think of that? Nice. I was reading that their albums usually include a cover version of a well-known hit song. So uh, just about every album they did did something. I know they covered yeah. Elvis' song, Blue Sway Shoes. And right. There is uh, This track was on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. It was. That lead vocalist got kind of a different voice, huh? Oh, yeah. Olga. Micah Alger. He's been in the band longest. It's his band. Uh, I like my. I thought it was a good pick. I just think, was. Think of these guys. Throw them in with, like, Dickies and Addicts. Okay. Fair enough? Sure. And, and like I said, the idea is that they were, you know... Every, all these things I'm reading just kept mentioning them as being an influencer. Nice. Well, the next two tracks, I picked these. They're both older, lesser known. Uh, they came off of Punks, Skins, and Psychos. They're both from Southern California. This one right here is The Hitchhikers. This track's called Hammersmith Palais. I had to look that up. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that knew what that was. It was like a like a dance club or something like that that was popular in England. Oh, all right. Yeah, I 
What are you saying? There are some similarities to some other, another track. A Clash song? Chris, uh, the Hitchhikers, this is the only place I was able to find this track was on that Punk Skins and Psychos. Came out December 11, 2013. This is track four. Bands on that are Disguster, who's coming up next. Uh-huh. The Shame. We know uh, The Shame. Yeah. Dwarves. Iron City Hooligans, which I'll be playing in a couple months. I've got a, a Pittsburgh theme, Pennsylvania theme coming up. And then 24 other bands. So there's like 29 bands total that were on that. So check it out. This is a great song. Uh, the drummer, George, or maybe it's Jorge E. Disguster, does drums in this band. And the next one coming up, kind of why I did the, the link, you know, Southern California, both on this. We'll get to the next track in a minute, though. This is wrong. <laughs> All right, Chris. This is Disguster. Right. The song's called Drugs. It was also on that uh, compilation of Punk Skins and Psychos. But it was also off the album they released called Not So Sweet from July 21st, 2009. And this was track 10 off of that. So another Southern California. These guys are from Fullerton, which is where Splinter, who will be coming up soon, are also from Fullerton. So I assume that's probably where the hitchhikers are from. I can only find that they're from Southern California. Okay. This has got like a classic sound to me.
That's a... Oh, bringing it back there, huh? Are you familiar with the movie Basketball Diaries from the 90s? No. On that soundtrack, it had the Jim Carroll band, People Who Died. This sounds a lot like that track to me and that band, the Jim Carroll band. Got just like a classic punk sound, man. I like it. What do you think of the song, Chris? Cool song. That was it. Oh. Chris, we're going to jump into the great cover cover album now. It was abrupt, wasn't it? Really? Was that how this goes? It's supposed to be like One, two, X, you! Oh, shit. Big flat. <laughs> when you first when you picked this I thought what the fuck what's wire what's pink flag what is this shit and so I started listening like alright alright I like this this is cool yeah man so why'd you pick it uh, yeah it's on that list of uh, from the Rolling Stones of like you know top 40 punk bands of all time again and my list would be different at top 40 would be I wouldn't even probably have one of their top 40 in my top 40 which is not you know there's so many albums I'm having a hard time picking a top 20 I might even have a hard time picking yeah, the top 40 I, from this I, year alone. I, you know what I mean? So I that's don't tough. Know if it's, uh, it's one of those things where I don't know if I would want to try to do it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, top 40 like, of all time. Like, uh, like, fuck that. I'll let somebody else do that. <laughs> uh, it's their number six. This is a 1-2-X-U. From? Wire. Off of? Pink Flag. Yeah. There you go. The band's wire, though. The album's Pink Flag released November 77, man. Harvest Records. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those ones that's, you know, all, all the top, you know, albums of the 70s stuff. It's all in there. You hear a lot of that experimental sound. You know, Dustin, we were listening to uh, Crass, for instance, and they have this experimental thing. Even the stuff that we were listening to back when I was doing, like, um, singles that uh, influenced uh, like grunge acts of the 90s, yes, and, and second wave ska and that the punk revival of the 90s. Uh, they, they all mention bands like this and sounds like this that are very experimental in their nature. And um, yeah, it's pretty interesting stuff. And Chris, and this next one's really short. This is short. Let's do Field Day for the Sundays. That's it. There it is. Fragile's the last track. This was not much longer. It's not. Last one was 28 seconds. This one's a minute 18. Let's go with Fragile. So why'd you pick these tracks? I, I think that I went with their list. Oh, uh, okay. As like standout songs. Hang my heart, hang my heart, 
could though. Uh, minor threat cover one two X U. Is that a cover of Minor Threat? No, no, Minor Threat covered it. Okay, I was gonna yeah, say yeah, I think yeah. that came out first, right? <laughs> yeah, no, um, yeah. Uh, Henry uh, Rollins um, covered them. Um, yeah, man, like a lot of people have uh, covered them, man. REM covered Strange. Um, like I said, you know, the idea was that uh, you know it's that those influencers, I think. Nice. Chris, this is Riot. It's fucking cool is what it is. This is from Splinter, album they released earlier this year, Trails, Then and Now. So they'll talk about that in the interview. This is track three from that. These guys are from Fullerton, California. A bunch of the band was also in the band White Mice, amongst some others. Oh, yeah, man. I was, I'm fucking big on that. I want, I want, uh, you know what? For no reason other than how cool would it be. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, and I keep harping on him the whole interview. I'm like, dude, white mice, come on, bring it back. <laughs> They're all fucking like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is Riot. We'll jump into the interview after this track. Orange County, California, joining us now, Splinter, Eric, John, Lou, Joel, Guy, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. Right on, man. Thanks, thanks for having us. And make sure that we call Joel John because he loves it. Guys, thank you so much again for joining us. 
Tell us about the origins of Splinter. This is John, guitar player for the band, one of the two guitar players for the band. Splinter started uh, one night when we were at the Doll Hut in Anaheim, and a friend's band was playing, and they were short a few songs. And they saw Eric and Guy and uh, myself and Lou uh, sitting around, and they said, why don't you guys come up and play some of your old White Mice songs? We used to do a band called White Mice in the late 80s. That's how old we are. So we got up on stage, and we performed some of those songs and some stuff that we've been working on. And uh, that was really the, uh, the beginning of our band as Splinter back in 1991. Fair enough. So Over you guys years, have all been together uh, for a, lot, a while then. It's, th- there hasn't been any lineup changes. This is who you've been, and it hasn't changed at all. Well, I wish I could say that. But over the years, uh, you know, the lineup has changed a lot. I think the, the, the core members of the group, you know, have been me, Eric, and uh, Lou, our drummer. Mm. Uh, Eric is our vocalist, and we kind of uh, have had different iterations. Uh, Guy stepped away uh, for a while, and uh, Joel joined us recently. Um, we've had a couple of other guitar players uh, over the years, and, and we've taken a hiatus uh, from time to time here and there. But what's really exciting for us is that after all these years to get back together with our original, one of our original founding members, Guy, mm-hmm. um, and who wrote so many of the early songs, uh, as our bass player, and right. uh, to be doing this at this <laughs> at this stage in our lives, and to be able to have <laughs> to be able to, to actually do this is pretty awesome. So we're looking yeah, cool. that, and a lot of excitement with Joel joining our band and adding a lot of creative input and fantastic guitar playing. So we're, we're he's a so. youngster. When you guys look at where you are now versus 1992. What has changed in? the Los Angeles area punk scene in that time. The, uh, I'll jump on. This is Eric. Uh, I'm going to say probably the, the corporate rock, uh, you know, MCA and all those big companies, they're not out there looking for bands like they were back then. Mm. I mean, back then, I think all of us were watching our friends' bands just get picked up left and right and then get dumped. And, and uh, you know, everything from Smash Mouth to Bad Religion, I mean, it was just like, it was fucking on. Everybody was just kind of, in the big soup and hoping to get picked up, you know. Do I you think th- the, the rock, the whole rock thing has kind of died away, and now it's more like, you know, electronica or some shit. I'm not too sure what they're listening to. <laughs> Do you think that those big labels are even relevant anymore, though, with the advent of the Internet, really, with all the things that are out there now? Do you think that the need for a band to have a big label is still there? Mm-hmm. I, you know the 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 record company that picked us up, Deadland. They're out of Ireland, and uh, they did like a total old school punk rock thing with us. They said we don't do contracts, we don't do anything like that. We're going to do your your album on a on a uh, limited edition run. We're going to get 250 copies. They're going to take care of everything on that side of the pond, and then they shipped us 250 limited edition albums free of charge, no problem at all. And it was they were just way cool about it, and it was they were super. They, super cool about everything you know they were bending over for us and i thought that was great you know it's it, i think the, the the smaller record labels have more of a chance now than the bigger ones ever did and you, you still own the music i mean we still own the music we don't have to you know give it away yeah yeah we still we still retain that we just give them the mechanicals on that end of it and uh, we still retain our own stuff because some of the stuff that we had we gave away to other companies and people here back in the 90s so now we get to actually retain our shit do you have? Do you still have the rights to like your white mice stuff as well? Yes, most of that, right? Yeah, 
any, any ever desire yeah. to bring back that white mice stuff and maybe do just a, a an homage to yourself if that's not too i don't know selfish <laughs> that is a, that is a personal goal of mine here i want to get eric and guy to do some of the original uh white mice songs that we did there's like three four of them that i think are exceptionally good. good for having been written so many years ago by such young punk rockers and uh would love to do that someday when you look at what you were doing in in the early 90s and where you are now and what you're doing now do you do you ever look back and go gosh we didn't know what the hell we were doing or is it something where you're looking now going what the hell are we doing i think one of the things that we learned is that early on you know um while punk rock you know, in those early days, wasn't something that was necessarily a major label kind of thing. It still did have some support from the industry, um, usually the independent side of the industry that you could kind of rely on to get get your album out to the fans. And that's something that we just kind of didn't, at that time, kind of really link into as much as we should have. I think there were independent labels that uh, we should have chased and, and maybe could have partnered with to come out with our music earlier and so it's taken some time for us to figure out how to do this mm-hmm. we've been focused on songwriting and playing shows and you know i think that there's a component that we missed probably be more of a well-known house brand name for punk rock if there's such a thing. yeah and i'll and if i can add in i'll tell you what has changed is this uh crazy social media thing man because I think in the old days, you know, you print up these old flyers. I know in the 80s, like mid-80s, yeah. we're printing up flyers. We're running all over town, sticking them in uh, record stores. And I'll guarantee, you know, I mean, obviously uh, that's changed quite a bit. I mean, you can just, as you know, go up on to uh, Instagram and throw out everything. You don't need to. Um, that's really changed. I'm, I mean, I'm, uh, I jumped back into the band here uh, recently, but I'm really surprised. I've just kind of jumped out to start to do marketing and things like that. And I'm, I'm, I just can't even believe how easy it is. It's a lot easier than it used to be as far as, uh, being able to reach an audience. Right. Well, I just saw it on, I think, I think Facebook, you guys had posted, uh, a image of some tapes that you found, like your old manager found in his kid's closet. You guys not having a hawk tapes on the corner has got to make it a lot easier. Yeah. I, I think uh, one of the things that I've noticed, well, the stuff that we did in the 90s, I wish we would have taken more advantage of some of the things that we were offered and that we had coming our way. And I think we blew a lot of good opportunities, I guess it is, by just being young and, and everything was happening so fast. You know what I mean? Like, it was unfortunate. We probably should have had outside leadership like a real manager that would have just said, no, you need to go this way. This is where we need to put you. Yeah. Tell us about the Then and Now album that I see you guys mentioned uh, that you have for sale at your shows. So we had done some recordings with uh, the bass player who joined our band uh, shortly after Guy departed. Uh, He's passed away. His name is Scott Morenci. We did these recordings in the mid-90s, and we're really super happy with the recordings. And kind of just, uh, I think that's what Eric was alluding to earlier, is that we really just never leveraged those recordings other than to just use those to create those cassette tapes that you talked Mm -hmm. about hand those out to fans. Right, so, cassette tapes, right. Yeah, and so we had uh, we had a digital copy of that uh, on a DAT tape that was kicking around in the garage. And, you know, after uh, some years had passed and we got back together recently, we decided let's go in the studio, add a few more songs, and kind of re-release that early Splinter material. It's such a great recording. It really captured the early energy of the band. And so that's really what Splinter Trails was about. Uh, then and now is kind of referring to the fact that there's 
some songs from way back then, mm-hmm. and there's, now there's some new songs from today, <laughs> um, as well as the fact that, uh, you know, I think the theme is, you know, the kind of captured in the idea of trails, you know, the chemical trails that you see on the album cover. Where can people and, uh, get your guys' music? Where is the where is this available? Is it only we can pick up stuff if we see you live? Where else can we get your music? You know what's crazy is uh, you can even go to our Instagram at Splinter Band, S-P-L-N-T-R-B-A-N-D, and you can click our Reverb Nation. You can actually, we're actually putting our stuff out for free. For me, I mean, my, personally, I'm not really trying to make money doing this. I just like the adrenaline rush. I like being on stage, playing shows. And that's really all I'm really, that's really all I'm trying to do. But I think, you know, uh, you can get, you can actually just go online and look up Splinter Trails then and now, and you can find a, a ton of places to download it for free. So you can buy those as well. I know you can go to Deadlam Records, right, Eric? I would assume Deadlam yeah. Records will let you uh, yeah. purchase. If you're in Europe, but you could pick it up in Europe from Deadlam. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're we're on iTunes. We're on uh, we're on everything. You know, all the uh, um, uh, Spotify, all that good stuff. Um, Apple Music, whatever. You you can find it anywhere. And like I say, you you can actually download it for free. So um, that's the key. I mean, at least for me, I, I'm, I, I don't know about these guys. I think we are, we're all on the same page. It's very difficult to make money doing this. And I think that's, uh, you know, it's not my big motivation anyway, but, but, um, but the record is available anywhere. And I mean, like I say, just look up Splinter, S-P-L-N-T-R, of course, uh, trails then and now, and it'll pop up all over Google. I tell you what, if you get a hold of me on your radio podcasting there, and you somehow get a hold of Eric Armisen through Splinter, Send me your address and I'll send you a fucking album or a CD. We'll send you. You still have a yeah. CD player. Just send me a fucking address and, and I'll send it off. Right on. Very cool. That's nice. what's changed too, man. Nobody has CD players anymore. <laughs> Obviously, we're stuck in the past a little bit. <laughs> I do. I do. I can't. I can't. I make my wife mixtape still on. Well, not mixtape, but uh, like on CD. I'll be like, hey, honey. Here's yeah. all the Interrupters' new album right here, and fucking plug that thing in <laughs> like I'm fucking Johnny 1998 yep. over here. That's it. That's it. So we're we're basically musical horse. You can get our music anywhere. Right on. Yeah, that's all we do. We're free. Give it away. Yeah, I'm <laughs> give it away. I fucking it's free. love it. Yes. That doesn't make you a whore. That makes you a slut. <laughs> <laughs> And the other thing, too, man, is I think with, with this whole scene, this whole music scene, I mean, I'm, I've been in doing the punk rock thing since the 80s, uh, you know, early 80s. I'm freaking 49 now. But the thing is, uh, for me, I've noticed, I think really the, the trick for us is, is, I mean, there are tons of shows. I'm, I'm actually shocked at how many bands there are. It is insane. And I know L- it looks like L.A. is blowing up with tons of these shows, yes. you know, and a lot, a lot of faster bands, a lot of uh, younger guys. It, it's awesome to see. And um, it just seems like I mean I look on Instagram now and I, if there's a night that goes by without a show I'd be I'd be surprised I mean these weekends are filled with shows so it's uh, it's cool just jumping back in it and um, I think really for me uh, I would lo- like to start to network with these bands again you know I mean bring ourselves into it you know and just kind of um, we can start getting these shows set up it's really good to see that everything is just I mean it's, it hasn't slowed down it doesn't seem to me anyway it looks like it's really just taken off out here so. It's really good to see. The the one that I like down there is the is it's the Punk's Not Dead like fest or I guess it's just like a two dayer and they're in L A yeah. and they have fucking an incredible amount of bands and a lot of them yeah. are from the nineties if you will but they all have something new in in the yeah. last four or five years and and we yeah. I mean we've had the opportunity to see so much new stuff 
since we've started doing the podcast right that we're astonished because even we didn't realize the amount of new stuff and from the different countries and fucking here's all the new bands from ireland and fucking we just did a sweden episode of fucking two weeks ago and australia and everything there's so much out there because of all this new way that media works that it's right. almost too much. It's almost you're inundated yeah. with stuff. I know, man. That's exactly I, right. I kind of wondered about that as far as, because we get played in a lot of radio stations. And years ago, you know, obviously there wasn't that outlet for it with streaming stuff and whatnot. And it seems like there's so much stuff spread everywhere. It's amazing. But also, too, like, there wouldn't have been a chance for us years ago to do, like, Salt Lake City a radio station, oh, right? But we probably could have put, put in the Flipside magazine where you guys would have picked it up in the magazine from Flipside mm-hmm. and then saw your free report or whatever. So it's kind of a, it's kind of double-edged. It's kind of cool that we have that ability to get out and, and, and network. You know what I mean? Well, there's yeah, still... Albeit that it might be thinned out. There's, right. there's even still the local mag, too. Like, you know, we have Slug, the Salt Lake Underground magazine that you can find. It's like the freebie you pick up at the local venue where they interview the four bands that are coming up or whatever, those still exist. But I mean, this is where it's at, where all these podcasts and all the free content that's out there. Right. 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 That's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. So that, that's definitely one change. It's, it's crazy how accessible things are. And like he's saying, I mean, yeah, we can reach out to New York. It doesn't matter. In literally five minutes. And, um, I, I definitely, definitely, uh, I, I was just thinking about that too. I mean, you look back at what we tried to do to promote shows in the past, it's like always making these flyers and, uh, it was a pain. Everything was more, uh, you're kind of stuck in the whole local thing, uh, because you couldn't really see much else, but yeah. it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool how it's turned well, out. You, you still have the flyers. I mean, I was just looking through your Instagram right now and you still got the, you know, the flyers that they make and stuff. But it's, it's not so much that you still have flyers. It's how it's presented, right? Instead of going out right, there and, right. and fucking taping them to, to posts Telephone and shit. Poles, yeah, maybe. yeah. Yep. In, in fucking construction sites. <laughs> that? You're just fucking that. pushing it out. You're, here, yep. here you go. Fucking send this to your friends. Share it. We'll send a free fucking song to you know whoever shares it to their friends or whatever. And you could do all that right. with no effort. You could do it from your fucking couch high as right. a fucking kite. Speaking of shows, what do you guys got coming up? What's what's next for you guys? Are you gonna are you gonna fucking do a tour and come out to Salt Lake City? Might as well. We'd love to, man. I mean, we talk about doing. We're old guys, you know, but we like to do these little mini tours. We've been talking about doing setting something up, but um, right now, what, what's our next show? Neckbreaker, I think, out in um, Neckbreaker from uh, the South Bay. They're buddies with like Pennywise and, and bands like that. November second at the Regal. It's like a Long Beach area. And then we, we pretty much, at the end of the year, we kind of take a hiatus uh, every year, it seems like, about a month or so or whatever, so we can do family stuff. But then we start writing songs and whatnot. So we're probably going to go back in the studio. There's a thing in the works right now. We might be on another compilation album. I still got to hammer that out. So we're probably going to go in and record for that. Right. And then, of course, recording that White Mice album this year, too, right? Yeah, this year. That would absolutely. Yeah, man. I, I love it when bands revisit stuff that they've done and and it's like now here we are, we're more mature, you know, what could we bring to this that we couldn't before? Uh, I always find that fascinating, you know, and, and you don't always hear it as a recording, but you see it live, right? You go to Rancid and they play a song from An Outcome the Wolves and it doesn't sound exactly like it did on that album 
1990, whatever it was. And I just, I find that so interesting, uh, you know, just as a, as a fucking music junkie, I guess, to hear that, that little fucking change where I'm like, Ooh, I fucking noticed that nobody else did. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Fucking genius. Were you talking about when you're back in high school, picking up chicks and getting drunk behind a, you know, a seven 11 or something, it, it doesn't really hold much water now when you're, you know, in your forties or whatever, (laughs) life changes a little bit. <laughs> no, I tell my wife and my kids, and they're like, "Great, Dad." <laughs> guys, you right. have, have you guys heard this re-recording of this song? <laughs> right on. Any plans for big I festivals coming up, or you guys? You guys, you know, you're close to Vegas, really, closer than we are. Right, even. Half hour. Any any plans for fests or anything like that coming up? Do you think that uh, that's something you guys would want to do, or would you rather just go and listen? You know what, no, we would love to. And I know we have uh, a couple things in the works. I can't say anything right now, but I know uh, there's something coming up at the beginning of the year. It's kind of a skate punk rock festival that we got invited to do, and I haven't gotten the details on it yet. There's a couple things coming up, but uh, I think towards pushing towards next year, I know, like Eric's saying, we'll take a little hiatus. I know uh, mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of this year, uh, start gearing back up towards the beginning of next year for show, show-wise. Uh, I think during that hiatus, when we were talking about getting some songs together for this new uh, project we're working on, uh, in the meanwhile, anyway, so we can um, we have a ton of stuff that we have that partial partial songs that we want to uh-huh. actually sit down and and finish up. Uh, but I think moving in towards next year and then towards summertime, we'll see what we can pull off. Um, I mean, there are a ton of festivals. That's the other thing too. I mean, there's a ton of stuff going yeah. on. It's just it's awesome. Hey, if you've got anything in the Salt Lake area, just us an invite. We're down with that. Yeah, man, we'd love to have you. Chris and I are talking about uh, now the Warp Tour is not going to be here, and you know, yeah, it's left that big, was like it's left the gap here. Yeah, there's not a lot of festival, at least for punk rock, that comes through Salt Lake anymore. Now that in the last few years, I don't know if you can really consider Warp Tour so much just punk rock. Anyway, oh, but down. we've been talking about doing something like that, so maybe if we can get something together, you guys are going to be on that list for sure. That'd be cool. There we go. Good time. What's a, That's the best way to start it, man. You could DIY it, man. Fuck just yeah. Just from the ground yeah. up. That's, That's the right. only That's way to start it, right? Happen. Just fucking do it. Right. Is, is pretty much where we were at, too. Just fucking do it. Speaking of just doing it, tell us about a live show that maybe stands out to each of you that you guys have been part of. Maybe it was just great. Maybe it was, holy shit, what are we doing? Maybe it was too much ambient. What's something that has stood out to you in the <laughs> years that you guys have been together uh, touring as as white mice and and then of course as splinter the the one the one that's out in my mind and i and i hate to laugh because <laughs> but i am uh was the girl that was slam dancing in the pit and she broke her arm and dislocated it so it was flapping in the wind and she's lifting it up it looked like <laughs> it looked like a, a rubber something it was like a rubber chicken was on her arm and she was dancing around. I'm like, no, you need to go see a doctor about that. And then she was antagonizing some of the other people in the pit, so she'd get pushed around more. And uh, she didn't leave. She stood the whole friggin' time. She did not let that slow her down one bit. Her arm was broken in two. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. It looked like a rubber chicken, dude, tied to her arm. And, you know, now I can't think of anything when you put me on the spot. I can't think of anything either. And <laughs> the minute I hang up, I'll, I'll come up with, like, five of them. But still, fucking, I can't, I can't believe that dedication to the pit. Like, no, nah, I'm out. 
Oh, yeah, man. And the guy that brought her there, there was a weird thing there, too, with it, because he says, I'm going to take her to the emergency room. And then she says to me, yeah, my husband's going to be really mad because he told me something bad might happen. So I don't know who the dude was <laughs> that was in there. So I'm sure there was a whole lot of other crap that was going on in that storyline. <laughs> Any others from the rest of you guys? I was just going to say, other than that story, my favorite is uh, when I took Eric. Well, I think we were actually playing at the observatory, and uh, Eric had had a few beers. And uh, we were watching another show today. And Eric decided that uh, one of the biggest, toughest-looking dudes at the edge of the pit needed to be pushed directly (laughs) into the pit so that he could join the... uh, the slam fest that was going on out there. And so Eric walked behind this big dude and just pushed him with all of his mic. And <laughs> the guy turned around and was not happy with uh, Eric's decision and uh, <laughs> pummel Eric around the, uh, the head and face. Uh, <laughs> luckily, Eric's wife was there to pull the guy off. Yeah. <laughs> I think my wife uh, saved my life that night. That's not the first time she saved my life. But that night, yeah, I got kicked in the head four times. Uh, yeah, that was a good, that was a fun time. Usually you and I are the guys on the edge of the pit looking all, trying to be all big and fat and intimidating. Just trying not to get slimed. That would be, yeah. God, I hate getting slimed on the edge of the pit. The dudes without the shirts. And they just fucking literally yeah. like roll like on everybody on the edge. Like, is that fucking necessary? Are you drying yourself? What the fuck, man? Exactly, man. That's a good one. Uh, so, it's all good stuff, man. It's a good time, I'll tell you that. Do you guys see a lot from the stage that maybe we don't realize you see? What What are some of the things you look out and you're like, that fucking guy's been picking his nose and eating it for fucking five minutes. What the fuck? That's a, that's a good question, man. I'm, I'm like, I pretty much... I'm so, uh, man, I'll tell you, I just, I tune everything out. I don't really see anything going on around me. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know, you, Eric, you're out in the crowd and stuff. Eric's like, he's this guy, you can't keep him on the stage, and he's typically around. You can't even, I mean, I usually can't find him when we're playing. But what do you see, Eric? I think just the, the, the trippy individuals that come, like, we we're, were going to the, the Doll the Hats in Anaheim here, and they've been playing bands since, like, 89 there, and SD's played there, and Offspring, and you name it. That played there one night. They're just the, the 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 interesting individuals and characters that come in. Some of the local dudes that come in, I think they're fried out of their brains by the time they get there. So that makes for a really interesting <laughs> conversation. Or just watching like, them get into it, beating their fist on the table. It's kind of their little uh, their their exercise or whatever that you know to get out into the world. I guess some of the trippy chicks just dancing and stuff. It's it's, it's bizarre. It's it's fun though. I like it. Right. I agree. So tell us, uh, what are some things that have influenced you? Uh, whether it be writing your music, the the sound that you want to create, what are some bands, or, or may not even be bands, just something that has influenced your you know, music over the you years? Know what's, cr- what's crazy is, as you know, everybody listens to bands and they have their influences. And uh, But it's funny because I am starting to notice music in more places than just out of a uh, off of a CD. I mean, even I have written some songs from things I've heard on on uh, commercials. It's crazy when you start thinking about it. I think influences for me, anyway, come from everything, and it doesn't have to be punk rock music. It's just anything where you hear that little melody where you're like, "Man, that would be a good part." Or I mean, anything like that. But 
I don't know for you guys, and we obviously we can name off a bunch of bands that we were influenced by, but um, but I think influences for me lately have really been coming from the weirdest places. And it, it's been interesting because there, some of these things are out of the blue, where you can kind of come up with something pretty original. You know, for me personally, some of my early influences were that first wave of punk rock that came over from you know the UK. Um, I remember getting Sex Pistols on vinyl. You know what I mean? And that, uh, and it's, it's kind of shocking to me today that so many years later that there is still a punk rock scene uh, restores your faith in humanity. But um, you know that the, the early Clash albums, and then on the on the U.S. side, you know, just so many bands here in L.A. Uh, that we, you know, I mean, my first show was going to see T.S.O.L. play with uh, Wasted Youth and Circle A at the barn in Riverside. And that was, I thought I was going to die that night. I was like 16 years old. And it was just my, my first show. I went to uh, the Olympic Auditorium in LA. My first show, my cousin was like, you got to come see this stuff. And I think it was like, it was tons of bands. And I, had, I mean, I'm straight punk rock virgin. And I come up over the stairs and I look down on the floor and it's just a swirling mass of people. And I mean, man, I was like, what the F is going on in here, man? <laughs> Cops came. It was a riot. I locked my keys in the car with the lights on. It was a it was a night, man. But it's probably. I mean, I was hooked. I'm like, this is crazy. I was probably what? I don't know how old I was. Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. I don't know. Somewhere in there. But it was insane, man. At least that's what I remember. And I same thing with John. Like you're saying, uh, the barn. I mean, it's crazy, man. Especially when you're brand new and you've never seen any of this craziness. You're like, whoa. What's going on over here? This is kind of cool. Hey, my gateway drug in the punk rock was uh, summer of 1978, and I saw Devo on Saturday Night Live, and I <laughs> it just forever yeah. it just forever changed my life. I'm like, holy crap! There's a really interesting thing going on out there. But like John was talking about picking up vinyl, I think one of my first albums was was the Pistols, Nevermind the Bullocks, and I, I picked that up, and that forever changed it. It was like, oh my god, there's 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 a whole different thing going on out there. So my whole entry, I think, kind of into was American and the the English stuff, and then really started getting into. John and I shared the same interest in like the Damned, uh, TSOL, Public Image bands like that. So there was a whole a whole mess of stuff that got us to go where we're at today. I man, I'll tell you, I was highly influenced by the Orange County bands from the early '80s, like even like Rick Ag, you know, Adolescence, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's really social, even social distortion. I mean, it sounds. Uh, you know, it sounds a cliche to say that, but uh, man, it really—I mean, Mommy's Little Monster, all that stuff, uh, Adam Bomb. I was just even Misfits in the early, early days. I was like, this is awesome. The melody—it was really the melodies that caught right. me, man. The vocal melodies and that Orange County, uh, the octave, and that just the harmonies and melodies, man. I—I I mean, I it just—and I'm still hooked on that today. And these are bands that you guys even fucking... came up with in many cases. Yeah, I would agree. Right. Well, yeah, we were kind of, but you know, we were second wave. You know, those those were bands were like our. We would sit at the at the foot of the stage and look up adoringly at these uh, right. amazing, you know, gods of punk rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, looking in hindsight, we were a couple years younger than them. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah we were kind of a step like away, a, right? A lot, a lot, right. a lot more than it was. But yeah, I mean, uh, kind of funny. One thing I find is kind of interesting is that. Over time, as we played, or even back in the day, we were watching our heroes on stage, but they were fully accessible. They're not like, if you were going to, say, like, watch Aerosmith in 1980, yeah. you think you'd get to meet the band? You, no. you think you could have right. a beer with them? Probably not. Right. But if you went to a yeah. T.S. Roseville or Rick Agnew or any of those guys, the adolescents who we were friends with, we got to meet our heroes and we got to be friends with them and we got to actually create a scene 
and we cultivated something that was bigger than any kind of record monopoly. Like, there's no way you're going to go, you know, hang out with the Beach Boys or anything that's huge. You know what I mean? Right. Like Cheap right. Trick or something like that. You're not going to meet those guys. But in our scene, you know, those guys are going to go down. Should I? There was one night that I got to meet uh, Steve Bader's from the Dead Boys after a show. And we smoke a cigarette together and bullshit it. Yeah, I can't believe the people we've exactly. both been able to meet, Dustin. I, I, not just since we've started doing this, but just concerts that we've been to. Right. Fucking hanging out with Mick after the fucking show and and uh, fucking having a beer with him. I mean, what a you know didn't realize, of course, then uh, maybe like you guys didn't even realize that. Hey, here I am growing up in this scene, and I have so much access to these guys. I'm not going to meet Bon Jovi. Uh, you know, right. because I don't yeah. have tits. Like when that religion plays it all that. My wife got to sit down and talk with Greg as a teacher as well. Right. I mean, and actually have an intellectual oh. conversation while they're drinking drinks. <laughs> you know, I, there was one time when I was the Hollywood Palladium and I actually got to meet the guys from The Clash and mm-hmm. uh, English Beat guys. And they came out the back oh, yeah. door and they were just hanging out with everybody. They wanted to be part of that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Or the night that scene wanted to kick my ass to the House of Blues because she mistaken me for somebody else. <laughs> That's a whole other story. <laughs> we will save that for another time. Guys, tell us where we can find you on social media. Yeah. Uh, we are on Instagram. That's probably our forefront. We started with, uh, obviously, we're on Reverb Nation. Just look up S-T-L-N-T-R. And uh, no vowels, of course. We are anti-vowel. That's our big movement, anti-vowel. Love, love it. And uh, then, No, but um, Reverb Nation, you can find us on Facebook. But I would say Instagram is, I think, the key for us, right? It seems like we're on Instagram. It's at Splinter Band, so you can find us there. And then, I mean, just Google Splinter Trails then and now, uh, you'll see us pop up all over. But I think um, those are those are the three main ones: Facebook, uh, Reverb Nation, and um, Instagram. Join. I mean, jump in, contact us. Are we on Bandcamp too? Yeah, we're on Bandcamp. But I mean, as far as our social media is concerned, right? Uh, the oh yeah, three spots. And, and I encourage people to just reach out to us. Man, we're 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 hands on. We're trying to set things up. We enjoy getting involved with the team. If we can, uh, if bands want to, I mean, even if we can get together with other bands and set up our own shows, right. we really don't care. We just enjoy it, and uh, we're, we're open to, um, you know, hooking up with other bands, kind of networking. That's really the key, so reach out to us. Right on. Who knows? Eric might send you a free CD. Yeah. Yes, make sure you reach Boom. out. Send him your address. There you go. Get that free CD. Well, Eric, John, Lou, Joel, Guy, fellas, thanks for joining us. We hope to see more from you, and gosh, let's get you out to Salt Lake City sometime. That'd be great. Thanks, Chris. Oh, Thanks, good Dustin. Evening. All right, thank you. Yeah, give us a ring if you've got a small antenna. Boom, no. boom. Dustin, what are we doing next? Next up, we're going to play... There's flying patterns in the sky What they leave behind Something they must hide
Chris, great interview. Uh, yeah, the guys man. were great. Love Splinter. That was Trails. Did I mention what a great song Riot was? I know, right? It's a great song. Trails is a great song. And to be honest, the Trails is track one, Riot's track three. This is track seven, Stranger Than Fiction. We're going to play one more. And this one might be my favorite. Riot is Riot yours? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to play my favorite last. Stranger Than Fiction. Enjoy a little more Spencer. Makes take a bad religion. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's Splinter, Stranger Than Fiction, great interview, great band. If you're out in California, check these guys out. Definitely looking forward to some new stuff from these guys. Again, I think that was, uh, you know, then and now, kind of a put together of what they've done. 
And, uh, yeah, man, those guys are awesome. I love those tracks. Chris, we're going to jump into my last track. went out of order this time. Didn't really have a, a guilty pleasure I wanted to play, but I came across this band, and they're from Northern California. So that's kind of the offshoot. I played all Southern Brand California up. bands. The breadth of the state. Yes. Threw these guys up from up north. I came across them just recently, and I thought, shit, we'll put them on. Cold Feelings, they're from Sacramento. They're on Oi the Boat Records. This album is called American Industry. You can get it on Bandcamp. This is track five came out April 29th, 2014. This track is called Pain and Ecstasy. Feelings, Pain and Ecstasy. What do you think of this one? It's a cool track, man. I like it. American Industries, a good album. I don't think they've done much since then. I don't know what happened with the band. I don't know if they're hiatus, if they're just touring. But I just came across this album recently uh-huh. and thought, shit, I like this one. Let's uh, throw it on. And uh, there it is. So Pain and Ecstasy off American Industry. Go check out Cold Feelings on Bandcamp. Chris, we're going to do your guilty pleasure. What's yeah, your guilty man. pleasure doing, and why? Uh, doing some outlaw country. We're going to do a little Hank Jr., Dustin. All of my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. You've heard the Monday Night Football thing. Right, it's right. His, That's him. Hank Williams Jr. is the son of the great Hank Williams, right. uh, a country music icon, one of the innovators of it. And Hank himself, trying to find his own voice, uh, was kind of pushed in one direction or the other in the, throughout the 60s. In the 1970s, he decided to start using drugs. Uh, and uh, that was a good thing because uh, he started running around with uh, um, all of these other guys that were doing the different stuff in the 70s, right? And uh, ended up kind of having an apex of his career in the 1970s through this outlaw country stuff. Um, and I just like this song. Um, 
Uh, it's a little story, you know, just kind of about his, his life, you know. Sure. And, um, you know, I, I like the part where, you know, he talks about his friend in New York City. It's like third stanza, I want to say. Um, here's, what's imp- here's what's impressive. Hank Jr. can play guitar, bass, upright bass, steel guitar, banjo, piano, keyboard, sax, harmonica, fiddle, and drums. Wow. Like just talented musician, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's kind of one of those examples of, you know, you're, here's what you're supposed to do with music. This is it, right? You, you have your plan laid out for you, and, you know, the industry kind of pushes you in this direction or that. And um, he bunked that, right? And he, and he became his own thing, just like a lot of these guys in the 1970s, just like they did fucking punk with, with punk breaking off of what would be a mainstream pop rock kind of thing that was happening. And uh, it's a cool song, and um, we'll play a little bit of it, and we'll uh, start closing things down. We came from the West Virginia coal mines and the Rocky Mountains and the Western skies. Shout out to the Rockies right there, Dustin. (laughs) And we can skin a buck, we can run a trot line, and a country boy can survive. Country folks can survive I had a good friend in New York City He never called me by my name, just Hillbilly My grandpa taught me how to live off the land And his taught him to be a businessman And I'd send him some homemade wine But he was killed by a man with a switchblade knife For $43, my friend lost his life All right, Chris. It's a good track, good, good outlaw country. Yeah, man, yeah, left. just, you know, push. I'd love to spit some beach nut in that dude's eye. Fucking <laughs> love that shit. There you go. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, love outlaw country. I've, I've mentioned that. Just, you know, I don't know, man. I should have been born fucking maybe a decade sooner, Dustin. Because I love movies from the 70s, too. Burt uh, Reynolds died. Did he did. That? Yeah, about two weeks ago. Fucking Smokey and the Bandit, bro. They won't be making a new Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, Dustin, you're fucking mean. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It was fucking, he was great, man. I fucking loved Burt Reynolds. All of all those movies from the 70s was... Kind of that movement was going away from being that superhero to being that anti-hero. He had guys like Burt Reynolds and Steve McQueen, and and uh, you know it's just so it's so neat to see that change that happened in the seventies that we sometimes celebrate here on the old podcast. Dustin on Twitter, uh, bands we heard today at War on Women at the Toy Dolls. It's an X instead of an A on oh, that one. Oh shit, it is. Oh so no, sure man, you fuck you, man. On Instagram, at War on Women, but there's the E there, at 21 Gun Salute GV, SGV, uh, at Wire.PinkFlag, at Splinter Band, and again, that's S P L N T R. No vowels. At Cold Feelings, on Facebook, at War on Women, 21 Gun Salute, at the Toy Dogs Official, the Hitchhikers, um, Disguster. Disguster, that's there the band. You go. No, no, like at. Sorry, I, I always. No, they out. don't have an at. Gotcha. Sometimes. And then Just look at wire dot pink flag, 
and at Splinter Band. Again, Novells at Cold Feelings, or just Cold Feelings, rather. You can find us uh, at SLC Punkcast. You can find but Chris at SLC Punk Chris, and you're at another Punk SLC on, on Twitter. On the old Twitter, Dustin, play the fucking outro. <laughs>